Are you the kind of gal who's not interested in how things used to be in the hair industry? Who wants to hear from ladies that are paving their own way while making waves? Well then, She Makes Waves is for you. I'm your host, Lindsay Mayuga, and join me as I interview and learn and get curious about other hairstylists I believe are living life on their own terms, defining what success means for them and living lives in alignment with that. Let's dive in. All right, guys. So today I thought I would talk about this thing I've been feeling lately that I see among other stylists, um, particularly, you know, maybe just because of the lens I'm seeing things through. It's it's the stylists that are leaving the salon that they don't agree with, or they're leaving the salon to go independent or open their own salon. And they you know, let's say they hated how things were done at the other salon. Like they, they know everything they don't like. And hey, we've all been there. I've, at least I've been there. Of like, you know what you don't want. And I remember hearing a quote a while ago that was like, knowing what you don't want is so valuable because it helps guide you to what you do want. And I, I believe that quote, but I also don't think it's enough of a roadmap to where you want to be. Let that sink in for a minute. I think there's a lot of people that know what they don't want, but they, one, don't know what's possible, and two, they don't actually have the skill set or the awareness or the tools to create something different. And so what I find a lot and what I see a lot is people leaving these salons and saying, damn the man, and recreating it with slight nuanced differences, but actually creating a very similar environment with very similar issues. And the the truth is I've worked in an environment that was supposed to be the oasis away from the hustle bustle of the big commission salon. And I've lived it. It was exactly a replica on a smaller scale of the salon that I left and I found out, you know, you don't find these things out till you're in bed. You're still, you're in the business, you're, you're in your new environment and you're like, wait, this isn't actually that different. So I share this to say, if you're the salon owner that has people working for you and you're having the same issues that your previous salon that you worked out, worked at had, chances are you have maybe made a baby version of that. And you don't even know that you've done that because I don't think anyone sets out intentionally to do that. But I think that without a, you almost like what I, what I've been feeling a lot lately is your salon is not the a commission salon 2.0. If you've gone independent, you need to throw out that, that handbook and you need to start fresh. If you've opened a commission salon, that's not going to suck like the last commission salon you need to throw out the handbook for the commission salon you used to work at. And I think that we all, you know, we talk a lot, you know, in the past about money stories and how we kind of inherit them from our families, from what I like to say is we can, we, we inherit the money story that our first salon that we worked at had. So if they had a limiting belief around what could be charged, chances are you took that on and you take that with you. I think that the same goes for your environment as far as like policies, how things run, 
I, uh, I'll share that, you know, one thing I didn't care for in the bigger salon, but I also understood is, uh, you know, looking back is, you know, if you're getting benefits, if you're getting all these, um, you know, value added things, you're getting a retirement plan, you know, if you take time off, you almost, they, they want you to make it up because, you know, it's a business, money goes in, money goes out. We all know how it works. Okay. So I started to feel a little bit claustrophobic from that. Like, okay, my life's going to get bigger. I, I, I just kind of started to feel like the rub of like, okay, if I take a few days off, um, okay, then the next week I'm gonna have to make them up. Like it started to feel constricting as it would for most people. So I went to the second salon and then I went to make up a day. I said, Hey, you know, I took a day off around my wedding. Like, can I make it up? They said, Oh yeah. Well, no, I didn't even say that. I said like, can I work an extra day at Thanksgiving? And they said, you want to make that day up from your wedding? And in that moment, I'd only been there like six to eight months. And I thought, fuck, I'm going to have to leave here too. Okay. Because they're keeping score and I can't work somewhere where I feel like, cause I was, it was all going to come out and shake out in the wash. And I don't like to feel like I'm someone's keeping score with me because I always am going to go above and beyond. And it makes me feel just cheap and dirty and like a cash cow to have somebody keep, keep tabs on me like that. Cause I'm, I'm on the up and up. I'm, I am. I just, that's who I am. So I realized, oh, I'm going to have to leave again. And so what I, what I observed in, in my own experience was like, okay, so you guys are replicating the policies from the big salon without the benefits, without the amenities that weren't that kind of uh, expectation. And I found myself just kind of over the years listening to people, watching people, observing how they run their businesses and seeing that I think unless we, we really seek out and reprogram ourselves and almost like get a rewiring of what's possible, we will subconsciously, because they say this about your wounds, your wounds are looking for redemption. So if you have a wound from a salon, if you have something like you're going to seek a way to kind of rehash it out, to redo it. And I think that's what gets us in trouble because what's done is done, right? Like what you didn't like, we already know that. So it's almost like, I think, you know, what's cool about social media is now is that we're able to see what's possible. So like when I opened my second studio, I was like, okay, like there's like some people I connect with in like California. There's people that are doing what I'm doing in this state. I didn't find my tribe, if you will, locally, because I didn't, didn't know anyone that was like thinking the way that I was thinking. And I think that we all need to be really honest with ourselves about what it is we want to create. And if what we want to create is different than what we've experienced and had in the past, then we need to get coaching and we need to get the tools around how to accomplish that. Because without uh, the awareness of how to move forward differently, we are going to move forward under the guise of moving differently, but with the tools that we have currently. And the tools are from the environment we didn't like. And... You know, I think that that so many people are running businesses like, and I did the same thing, right? Like you go, you go independent and you're like, okay, I got to run this thing 
like a top because I, my, I, in the past, like my competition, if you will, air quotes, is the commission salon. So like, okay, I'm going to like try and squeeze as many people in. You're playing a losing game because you don't have the manpower. You don't have the uh, infrastructure to keep up with that person in the commission salon who's seen people on the half an hour, unless you have an assistant. And, you know, I think that so many times we are chasing our tails unnecessarily because we have not acknowledged that we are not in that same race anymore. And so if you're someone who has their own place but are finding themselves frustrated like they were before, I think this is a moment to step back and look at how you're doing what you're doing. And I think you might find that you've fallen back in to patterns that you know um, honestly, like being overbooked was a real security blanket for me. It was like the biggest pacifier in the world. Like if you want to see how I'm doing, like, like you look at my schedule, right? If I have space in my schedule and I have room for each person, it's because I'm doing really well emotionally because my default patterning from before is like, oh, life is getting overwhelming. Let's just pop a couple more color appointments in there and like distract myself and numb myself with other people. And I think that it worked. It was a coping mechanism, but also I, I, it was a pattern from before. And so I don't know. I see people often that are trying to create something different, but they don't actually have the tools in their tool belt to make it different. And I don't think that's not to, um, criticize anyone. It's to say like, if you feel like you're banging your head against a wall and getting, not getting results, I think that it's because you're banging your head against a wall and not getting results. And the reason being is that you need to, you need to seek guidance from somebody who's doing it different. And I can look back at when I went off the second time and ended my partnership and went on my own, I literally went on social media and I was like, who has what I want? And at the time it was Jamie Dana. She had one assistant and she worked on her own, Annie. Well, Annie was her assistant. And I was like, that, that looks, that's what I want. Like she's in the salon three days a week. She's doing this, she's doing that. And it's like, and she's making it work. So we need to seek out aspirational people that are have the businesses that we want and not 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 just have too much pride or too big of an ego to reach out to people because there was a reason why people people are successful and the people that are successful seek guidance and they seek guidance from people that are further down the road than them another person that I've done coaching with is uh, Don Bradley you know with my course and all that it's like she's farther down the road. I mean, she is, she, she's a full-time educator. She does full-time online education. Like that's who I want to advise me. And I, I think that's something that I've been good at is seeking out people that are mentors um, and also paying them, you know? I mean, that's another thing to kind of piggyback on there. But um people that have businesses that I'm like, I, my mind doesn't even work in a way to know how that would be possible. My mind doesn't know how to wrap its head around. I don't know if that made sense, but you know what I'm saying? I don't know how to wrap my head around how you pull this off. 
And you're pulling it off consistently and sustainably. And that's like why we have to make sure that we get help from people that really are living it out and not just smoke and mirrors for the internet because there's a ton of that as well. But the takeaway from today, my major takeaway that I've been feeling that I've been wanting to just speak to is somebody out there has the business that you admire and it's because they're doing something different than you. And if you could do it on your own, you wouldn't be having the struggles that you're having. And that doesn't mean you can't figure it out as you go on your own. I'm someone that has taken many detours to today. And I think it's built a foundation for my business that is kind of unshakable because of all the different avenues I've gone down and the clarity that it's brought me. So this is not to poo-poo school of hard knocks where you learn through experience because that's what I've done. But it is to say that if you are frustrated and you are not getting the results you want and you find yourself in a situation that is reminiscent of the place you left. And believe me, I only speak to this because I've done it. My first rendezvous as an independent stylist, I literally created the Commission Salon 2.0 and I ran myself ragged. And so this is to say that if you are running your own independent salon stylist business and you are trying to be, you know, keep up with commission salon, you might be actually in that same boat, not know it, that you're actually creating the commission salon 2.0 and you will crash and burn. You will exhaust yourself because you never had the infrastructure. You never had the setup and your experience for people has gotten to the point where like you have to differentiate yourself that way. Your experience is different. It's a completely different experience and in an event to like, in an effort to hold on to everyone that you had before you've tried to keep it as similar as possible. And I'm telling you right now, it's not how the cookie's going to crumble. You got to make changes to the environment, to the business that you currently have. And yeah, it's something I'm passionate about because I've lived it and uh, I've had to completely take everything out of my mind, throw it away and start fresh about what is possible and how and how I operate in the salon and how I function in this industry. And it was not, it's not the same frame of mind as being in a commission salon. So you gotta, you gotta get, get over it, you know, get over the, the commission salon stuff and create an infrastructure that works for you and the business you have today. So have a wave making day. If you could please rate and review this podcast, it would mean the world to me. Talk to you guys next week.